Good day, everybody. Welcome to the Got Brain podcast presented by Cognitivology, where we will continuously discuss and present in detail the mechanics of intuitive intelligence that are built on our inborn basic intuition. Plus, we will also be presenting the true mechanics and virtues of diversification. Now, you may be pondering, what do these two things have in common? And this is something we will continue to present and unfold for you about the significant connection between these two facets of our human potential. I would like to introduce myself. I am Carla Mencken-Wolf and also my wonderful best friend and editor, Bryce Conway. And she's going to say something. What would you like to say? Hi, everybody. My name is Bryce Conway, as Carla Mencken-Wolf had just said. Uh, I wanted to say that we are, in fact, the mechanics of intuition and diversification. I hope you guys enjoy uh, our presentation and stick around for others. Uh, we, we welcome all comments and questions. Um, we will try to answer them all throughout the next couple of weeks or months, and hopefully on this journey of brain potential the discovery you guys will learn something um this information is only uh was developed by us and only can be presented by cognitivologists which is what we are and we also hope to learn something from you as we from all of you in our audience as we learn about the questions and inquiries you have about true human brain potential or the genuine, bona fide, authentic potentialities of what our brain has intended us to be and become in all of our commonality and our uniqueness. Hello, and I am welcoming you Back. I am so glad you are here with me. And of course, I do have Bryce here with me. Uh, I'm with such an afterthought. <laughs> never, <laughs> never, never. Actually, since I've come, become, had the pleasure of getting to know you since the first time I met you, um, you have been the forethought. If you remember, actually, <laughs> we're going to have a little casual conversation today so we can settle down Anything, anything at all. But um, you do remember when I when we first met, we met by accident on the phone. Yes. And then the next day I showed up at your door. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> like, Hi, yeah. it's me. I'm here. <laughs> Talk about making connections. You know? Yeah, that was that was quite the connection. <laughs> that was quite the connection. And um, we have been mentally and cognitively attached ever since ever since ever since ever so since. so uh do you have any specific things you I, you, I have you a, hit your head i hurt uh, <laughs> you know, that that's how connected we've been okay so i think i want to tell you today 
that we did finally get a question. A question. question. One question. Uh, so shall I divulge? Absolutely. Okay. So I actually was uh, speaking with a young man a couple of days ago who's about to enter college, just finishing high school. And uh, when I told him that I write about brain development and that I talk about it on a podcast and <laughs> had hardly said anything to him yet. And he was like, I really want to listen to that podcast. And, uh, and I, I said, are you interested in brain development? He says, well, this is what I want to study. And he proceeded to explain to me uh, that he is going into medical terminology. And I was a little bit, a little bit, actually very curious. So we had a long talk about that whole thing. And I was like, that's fantastic. What the possibilities are. And I was telling him that I was telling one of my goddaughters about how there are so many careers that are still up and coming. Absolutely. And you may have to invent your own career. This next generation, that's all they're going to have to do. Right. And that is the beauty of this next generation coming up. So I think a lot of parents uh, that are also thinking that their children need to invent themselves rather than have to go down a path and then reinvent themselves, this could be more satisfying. And you're a parent, so I hope that, you know, we we see more of that. I mean, you can share in that heart of a parent where you hope your children pursue their best abilities and their best passions. Yes, I absolutely. I mean, all, all parents hope that their children right. do that. Right. And I've never had children of my own, but I've had everybody else's children. Of and course, I, I'd <laughs> like them to just leave the house at some point. <laughs> at, at, some, some point. at some point. At some point. Anyway, this young man <clears throat> proposed a question to me. That was very similar to another question that somebody asked. And this young man, his name was Demilio. He asked me if uh, what I do with brain development has anything to do with sociology. And of course, at that point, I nearly jumped out of my skin. And why do you think that is? Why do you think I jumped? I'm going to ask you first to tell me why, because you, you, you know me better than anybody. Why do you think I jumped out of my skin at that point? <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, my first thought is that sociology has a lot to do with consciousness because that's how you jump out of your skin most of the time. Mm, I can go along with that. Although I think on maybe an academic level, uh, if we take one particular field or discipline of knowledge and say that it has something to do with all other fields, we could actually say that sociology does. Although I think that as a career path, most people probably think of sociology as dealing with a certain sector of people from any walks of life who need to be part of uh, programs mm, for yes. further development, whether it's personal or in their community or right. any of those type of things. And I know my mother as a sociologist, worked on many projects for many years. And so... Well, that could cause you to jump out of your skin then. That could... (laughs) (laughs) I'll have to make sure my mother misses this podcast session. So I... Really? (laughs) Really? You want that? Okay. So so I said, does it have anything to do with sociology? And 
And he goes, yes. And I said, of course, my classic. I said, brain development has something to do with everything, unless there are people in a particular area of human endeavors that happen to be able to do that endeavor without their brains or are in that particular field of work because it requires people who are, you know, born without a brain. Is that even possible? I know it's totally ridiculous for me to even say such a thing. Well, it does kind of open the door for uh, bad comments and it does. It does. It does open the door. But in some ways, we 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 sometimes things have to be reduced to the ridiculous. A yes, little bit. true. And even though it's a very pertinent question and it's very valid, uh, it, there is zero intention to 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 bring out the worst in ourselves or in anyone else that we speak to along the way in as we go along with promoting cognitiveology but it when you when when you reduce this down even to the more ridiculous it's actually a brilliantly profound question yes because it's um we are all connected to sociology in one way or another mm-hmm. because sociology could really mean the study of all people who are social Yes. Yes. That could be the definition of the word. Right. And in this age where we have so much technology and where we all have a cell phone and we're connecting with people all around the world and we're making friends with people on the other side of the earth who we may or may never meet in the flesh mm-hmm. in our lifetimes. Right. Uh, that 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 is an it, it is an important consideration in what it is that we mean about sociology and so when we look at brain development it actually compels us it, we're we are warranted to really redefine everything in terms of sociology so from where I stand okay my total personal um, advocacy is that sociology should become the central advisory committee for all humans, for all areas of human existence, whether it's uh, family issues, corporate issues, political issues, education issues. And there has to be a body that is the standard master model of human brain development, which of course, according to cognitiveology, means that all endeavors need to come as close as possible and continue refurbishing their own models, their areas, their fields of interest, whatever it is, to match what we call the cognitiveology model, which are the definitions for cosmically correct tenets that are reflected or paralleled in some way in the human brain as cognitively correct, where we are optimizing all the natural principles of knowledge. So that if we see more and more, at least we hear more and more about organizations wanting to collaborate 
Yes. So, but if two completely different types of organizations have different ways of operating or different goals, like let's say one is corporate and then the other one is just, you know, village farming. Right. You know, how do they come together to create a collaboration and something new for, is it just the big corporation saying, here, let's throw a couple of dollars at you or a bag of seeds, but is there something more? So we have to consider how that works. When we really take the computational thinking into consideration, then we have to honor those principles because the one thing we'll have in common is how our brains really work and the fundamental intentions and desires of humans. So that's our common platform. Mm -hmm. So if we're following the real program of the universe, which is in fact actually a closed system, but we have unlimited possibilities when we use the, the laws of physics, right? And natural. And natural knowledge, knowledge process. process. And, and physics is, is right. And as, as I posted in one of my uh, daily posts on, on LinkedIn, and I said, physics is, there's spiritual physics, there's emotional physics, there's physical physics, there's invisible knowledge physics. And they're at the quantum level, they're interconnected. Right. Right. So, because everything's made out of particles. Right. Whether visible or invisible, this dimension or another dimension. Particles are essentially pieces of material that are multidimensional. So they can construct in any dimension. So that is fundamentally where the crossover of invisible and wireless comes together with the visible and chemical. Right. Uh, so having said all that, would you like to add something about and I'm thinking, of course, particularly about there being a model agency where people can always go to a merger, an acquisition, or consultation that sociology, for instance, would rep be the re best representation of brain development and very, very different diverse organizations or businesses can come together and create bigger and well, better well, models. That would be the utopian sociology. Yes. As it stands. Or the cognitiveology, well, sociology. Utopian co cognitiveology. <laughs> you know, they're kind of very much the same thing. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but in terms of um, how do we get there mm -hmm. from where we are currently, mm -hmm. there are quite a number of steps in between. Um, well, there are quite a number of four-year-old brains that we have to have had developed in the cognitively correct way right? to be able to get to the sociology bureau of conglomerate of, of collaboration, conglomeration, <laughs> conglomeration. Or any of those things um, to, you know, to be able to further um, what you were, what you were, expounding upon right so so the the fast track to that of course is the way that we use language because whatever anybody does in any of these endeavors whether we're talking about sociology or collaboration or relationships or being social language comes is 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 the bottom line it's true right so it's the true, fast but there are a lot of languages and i don't just mean uh 
you know, dialects of languages. I'm talking about a lot of things are being lost currently in the translation of a text message or a WhatsApp message or an email, and people are losing the art of communicating because so much of communication is body language and pheromones and eye movement and and head movement and and hands which i think is why one of the reasons why you face to face communications even on the internet whatever mode people want to use um of course zoom has become very very popular but these, I think that's the main reason why they have become popular because people want to see who they're talking to. They want to get a sense of um, there's so much communicated by eye movements or eye contact, uh, head movements. Um, I think for me, sometimes I think one of the most charming things that we can really engage in is is hearing the sound of someone's voice. There's something about the resonance and uniqueness of each person's voice. And I mentioned this in, I I believe in the last podcast, that one of the first ways, because people can mix up words and say things differently than what they want to say. But I, I always really connect to the uniqueness of someone's voice because when I, I've, been training myself, you could say, for many, many years now, several decades, to really look at someone according to their specifically unique abilities. Mm-hmm. And um, I know that there are other people, either in education or in consulting, that are very good at detecting people's abilities, even just by speaking with them for a few minutes. Right. But the one thing that you can get right away by really enjoying the prospect of somebody being unique is in hearing their voice because everyone's voice is unique. Right. And uh, a certain resonance comes from that. Mm-hmm. So even if people are saying something different than what they mean, it's, it's, it's always for me an enchanting prospect to listen to someone's voice. And of course, every person is going to like a type of voice better than other types of voices. That's understandable too. Yes. And I think that gives a good indication of how we connect to people or who we feel more connected. Like some people say, oh, I feel really connected. Well, I think that connection really comes upon first speaking with someone. And sometimes that voice resonance gives, gives an indication of that. Sure. And uh, it's easier to, dispel misunderstandings when we use our voice for speaking. We we have to keep in mind that although the power of communication either in e- even in texting form is very formidable, a lot of people out there uh they will never consider themselves masters of writing, which is understandable. And some people feel that even when it comes to any kind of public public speaking usually means you're speaking to more than one person, but at the same time, uh, speaking with one other person is, it ceases to be personal when you're, when you've stopped talking to yourself, it's, it already, it already becomes public. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I, I do talk to myself often, but yes, right. it is. Right. It, it's uh, yes, it's more satisfying. But when there's a fundamental understanding, where if intuitively, if all languages are intuitively built on uh, what a more cosmically correct and cognitively correct virtues and values of knowledge processing, then we're already ahead in the game. We're already, and there are languages in the world that do have better representations of diverse understandings of various things. So Mm -hmm. some languages, for instance, will have words that describe things in nature. Like I always found it very fascinating that in the Inuit cultures, in in English, we have one word for snow and then we might give a description for snow. Right. And, but wet snow, heavy snow, light snow, fluffy snow. Right. But in, in Inuit, there has never been just a single word for snow. There are like 33 different words for snow, and each one of those words will tell you what kind of snow it is out there. Right. And then there's also, I think in the Aboriginal cultures, there's particular words that are used to explain something about the relationship between uh, a caterpillar on a plant or a leaf on a plant and the plant itself or where it's located or what time of the year it is. I, I'm, I'm really exaggerating on that, but there are words that they have about nature that are fail to translate need a, a whole bunch of words for being descriptive right. in other languages. So I think that languages in certain cultures, such for instance, as India also, uh, I know nothing about Hindi, but I am assuming to some degree that some of the Indian languages that come from very ancient roots will combine concepts that are both spiritual and scientific or spiritual and mathematical at the same time. Right. Which is why in English, we have the lovely ability in English to be very flexible. So when we learn what a word is in another language, instead of making our own word, we just take that word. So you hear Westerners all the time, especially in English, talking about karma. And then, you know, if we do it in English, then other other languages will also adopt because English is very familiar to many right. people. Right. So... Uh, that is one good example of of a universal principle that people think about. And uh, I think the same process, I know the same process can happen with our literacy in knowledge development and how brain development really does have something to do with everything in the world that we do in our per- from our personal lives. To the way we talk to our babies and for all of the things that we do. As well as everybody. Because we all have that, we all come from the same brain. Yes. You know, the brain, the, the each person has their own individual abilities, but the brain is the brain. The brain is the brain. And the brain was designed by the universe. And the brain design, the brain design represents the universe's design. Because the universe designed our brain. Uh, That's one way of saying it. I know that sounds very elementary, uh, but I think that's the best way to go with that. And do you want to say anything else? Are we we finishing up? I know we we said we'd do a short 
we said we'd do a short one. We wanted to just converse with and you. The, and the time, the time is uh, drawing to a close. Right. So Bryce and I just wanted to talk to you about what we were feeling and what we thought needed to be addressed. And one Plus person... Plus we had that question. Pro- we had that question and we wanted to address that question because we know that if you have any questions, you can... We want you to tell us or ask us or convey it to us, whatever it is. We will... Smoke um, signals, hand Yes, yeah, smoke signals work too. <laughs> Telephone, text, talk. <laughs> so, yes, everything is relative to brain development. So we could do a lot less disputing and a lot more agreeing and a lot more innovating and a lot more optimizing when we understand the fundamental properties of knowledge development and how we can build upon that and, and we do definitely need to build upon that we do we do definitely need to build upon that i'm so glad you said that and i repeated it but which is unnecessary but we will say so long to you <laughs> Bye. And um, I look forward to speaking with you again the next time. Do you look forward to speaking? I will always look forward to speaking with you next time. Okay. And me too. I just wanted to <laughs> let everyone out there know, uh, it, because chances are you are listening to us on your favorite platform that you hear podcasts, but we are now available also on Pandora. We were approved, and we are now on the Pandora. I think we're on all of them now. By now, I think Pandora was the only one that left us out the door. Well, for a few weeks, <laughs> <laughs> we are we are on quite a number of them. Um, I think there are still one or two that are not serviced by. Right, but our... I think most people who know how to, but we're talking to you. You obviously know how to get on a podcast. So, well, exactly. But spread the word. <laughs> if you spread like. If you, if you like. And again, I look forward to you asking any question you want about brain development. Uh, and again, intuitive cognitive brain development. If you want a biology lesson, I suggest, you know, you talk to, get a book. Google it. Google it. Uh, but if you have a question that you want to connect some biological thing with what it is that we're saying, then... Of course, we will be happy to discuss that and see what we can tell you best about uh, how intuitive cognitive brain development relates to the whole process of the biological brain or specifically to a part that is of greater concern to you. Yes. Okay. And I think with that, we can... Okay. We can, we can say so long for now. So long for now. Thank you very much, everyone.